matter how it tried, could ever sink the smallest ship until it got inside. All the evil in the world and every kind of sin could never damn a human soul unless we let it in. Welcome to the TJ Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Desert Nation and the official podcast for TNComesJavelin.com. This podcast and TNComesJavelin.com are part of the Radio Free Deseret Media Network. I'm JP, uh, JP Bellum is I'm also known as, and I'm joined by Dustin Turner, PhD, the editor-in-chief of TNComesJavelin.com. What's going on this week, Dustin? Oh, I'm doing? doing great. I'm uh, bunkered down. No, I'm not bunkered down. I am anti-social distancing as much as I possibly can. <laughs> anti-social I'm distancing. I'm giving everybody high fives, oh, shaking hands. Licking Lick- doorknobs. <laughs> Every time. You're just building that herd yep. immunity, aren't yep. you? Yep. There's, yep. My Good mama taught me well when I was a kid. She didn't take that dog poop out of my mouth when I went to eat it. Oh, gross. All right. <laughs> We've already crossed the line. <laughs> um, well, good. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting week. I think what we're in week, I was talking to my talking to a friend today, a friend today about how it's been a month since as we record this, it's it's the 17th, but it's been a month since St. Patrick's Day. And it feels like it's been like at least three months, right? We didn't even get to properly celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Tisk, tisk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I cooked some corned beef and stuff up. That was that was kind of nice. Think about it. Yeah, but think as far about it. As... Like a year ago was maybe the last time you could ever pinch somebody for not wearing green. That's gonna be that's gonna be outlawed <laughs> right. now. Well, Thou shalt not touch. Maybe not, maybe <laughs> maybe not all things are bad. <laughs> so. <laughs> Someone who doesn't like being touched, that was, yeah, that, that, that's okay with me. I'm okay with that. So, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a hugger. <laughs> not, personal space, I like the big the personal space. That's, that's good for me. So, as we're looking at stuff we're going to talk about this week, it's, I wouldn't say it's kind of sparse, but I would say, man, it, it is kind of a bunker thing. We are kind of bunkered down. There's not a whole lot going on. Uh, last week we had a whole lot to talk about with with conference and kind of a post conference episode. But this week I thought we'd just talk about a few things um, that that came up in in discussions in the last week. One of them I've seen that you've you've kind of taken over is is kind of a, and I don't want to call it conspiracy, but it kind of is. But the the COVID nineteen what's really going on versus what you're seeing out there. Cause both of you and I are, are still, are, are still working outside right. the house. Right. Um, so what are you, and not to be too conspiracy minded, but what do you think is kind of going, where are you seeing? And I'll share some stuff that I'm seeing. Well, so. honestly, I mean, I don't know how much of it's really a conspiracy. I mean, I, I kind of staked out my position on uh, week number two of our podcast that, Oh, I, I didn't think it was going to be a mm-hmm. big deal. Um, I don't really take a lot of this thing seriously. Uh, I know a lot of people do like 
you know i was i was afraid from day one that um that the panic would be worse than the than the disease i didn't have any proof or anything to back that up it was just kind of an intuition type of thing uh however as the days have gone along weeks passed and you know obviously all of the economic impact that uh we're all feeling you know the numbers are starting to bear out that yeah maybe this thing wasn't as bad as as we initially thought and but the problem is is now we've got a reverse course and you've done all this damage and you're like well how can i justify everything that i've done now we're talking about our leadership you know politically and whatnot how can we justify everything we've done um and say well you know oopsie it wasn't that big of a deal right so a lot of people are still mm -hmm. pushing the idea that yes it is a big deal and and i mean it's really it's fascinating to me i i was listening to his sports podcast this morning and it was so frustrating uh they're like well you know, we're probably not going to ever be able to, to you know, join together in a stadium again, or it, it'll be a long time. It'll be months and months, and, and maybe next year till we can. Do that. Yeah, I was here in, in 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 California. They were saying that maybe not until 2021. No sporting events until 2021. Well, I think about that. I mean, if you're you're treating it like the plague, you're treating it like, you know, this is the Black Death, like the Black Death. 40% of mm -hmm. people, if you were lucky, you know, in, in your town died. Is that happening now? No, no, it's, this is an upper respiratory virus. It happens, you know, uh, every single year. The problem is, is when, when, you know, certain political leaders our, our president or whatnot at the beginning said, oh, this is just like the flu. And he's comparing numbers, you know, 60,000 people every year die from the flu. So when you hear all of these, uh, projections, you know, you're not so scared because you're saying, oh, okay, well, this many people die from the flu. It's not going to be that bad, right? Um, however, I think the problem is, is the, the the political class took it as, okay, he he's trying to position himself for the election. And it became a political issue rather than a medical issue or a public policy issue. Mm -hmm. Because now, now he's defending his, you know, He's defending his presidency or there's an upcoming election, obviously, you know, uh, the Democrat primaries were going on, blah, blah, blah. You know, nothing that really matters in in the the grand scheme of things. But when people turned it political, then you couldn't really cut through the the noise. Right. So. So do you think do you think he's. Do you think he's just calling audibles oh, on this kind of stuff or do you think he's actually listening to his well, experts? And just doing what, and just doing, just blank, blank check. I'll do whatever they say because I am obviously not. I mean, you know, he does not. He, he right. knows he's not a doctor. Or do you think he's making calls? Well, just on okay. The fly? Throughout his presidency, in my opinion, he he's always had an intuition of what should be done. Like his first intuition was to, cut, you know, cut off the borders, and and he was, mm -hmm. you know, chastised for that, right? Uh Without going into detail, see, the the thing that concerned me wasn't the the conspiracy end of it. I didn't want it to be political, but here we go anyway. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, just be brief. so really, just in, in my opinion, he, he had the intuition correct, but he does listen to he does listen to people around him. I don't think he actually 
has quote unquote the best people around him. So um, everyone considers mm-hmm. you know two people to be experts. But what happens in in the scientific com- community is there's actually dozens of experts that are saying you know from Stanford to Yale to Oxford that are saying wait we have different models and they're only using one model and that to me isn't very scientific it's not scientific to say you know there's only one model uh, scientific would be well wait we have four or five different experts let's kind of at least do the average of all the models you know what i'm saying uh, but they're they've kind of mm-hmm. put all of their marbles into one model and and one expert right or two experts we we hear the same two experts every single day when there are a lot of people, a lot of testing going on. Today, Stanford just came out with an antibody test saying what I've thought all along is that almost, you know, there's a, an enormous uh, amount of the population that, that have had this virus, whether they got sick or not. And they're like, mm-hmm. so some people wanted to interpret it as like, oh my gosh, it's it's even wider spread than we thought. And, and actually that's good news. It means that there's already some immunity going about but they don't want to say, oh, well, I guess we shouldn't have done this in the first place. Like I said, it's kind of like it, there's no way to go back and say it wasn't a big deal because then people get really upset and say, wait, wait a second. I lost my job and you're going to tell me that it was no big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So so what's done is what's done right. Is more right. Done. But so what do you what are you seeing when you're out there? Are people complying? Are people complaining about this kind of stuff? Are well, they? Do they get it? Do they just like, well, what are you going to do? Because I have my own opinion. Well, fact of the matter, I don't think that as far as complying. Okay, so there are a lot of people that are going into the stores. Like I said, I go to the store, you know, multiple times a day. Uh, Now I'm doing it, you know, as as a side job. I I was doing it before just Mm -hmm. to, you know, show my uncompliance. You know, I go (laughs) because I need a toilet paper or milk or whatnot. But I went to multiple stores and I was just seeing right. kind of what was going on, kind of get a fill of people. But what what I'm seeing now is, OK, people are going to the store. There are, there are certain stores where the police are there and there's, they've turned people away and say, no, you, you have to have a face mask on. That's the law here right now in the county where I live. Right. And I'm in Texas, you know, and mm-hmm. and I saw a bunch of things on Twitter today about, you know, the governor of Texas, um, you know, he wanted to start opening things up. And what I saw on Twitter obviously isn't real life the the loud ones are are the fools yep um you may say that that may be us but (laughs) um but (laughs) but what 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 they were saying is oh my gosh he wants to kill people and and blah 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 and and the numbers don't bear that out in texas i mean that's interesting because where i'm at in california and and it's it's not there's nothing being enforced there or it's spikes right. county by county depends right? on so the county here. Where, where i'm at where i'm at it's not as it's not as heavily populated as other counties and so we don't have the sheriffs going and arresting beach right. people on the beaches here right because well there's no beaches but but like there's stores that are open there are people who are kind of gathering at the park um that i i have somewhat close to my house they had playground equipment that had like this string around it and a uh, sign out front saying it's closed, but there's kids, they just tear down the, the tape and they go play on it, but there's no sheriffs coming to kick them out. I mean, it's, and it's, it's all just, it's all su- suggestions. People aren't really complying either. They're not afraid or at this point, they're just like, 
we're stuck at home. We're going to go out and do stuff. We're not, we're tired of being well, at home. Well, and so <clears throat> that begs the, the question. So yeah, in, in my county, it is enforced a little bit more, especially if you're going into a store. Like if you're in your car, you're walking around, you know, nothing like that. But uh-huh. the, the question to be begged is, okay, er, you know, everyone wants to point to New York City. Oh, well, there are 10,000 deaths in New York City. It was so terrible, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, one is there's no city in the United States like New York City. They, you can't even make a comparison, right? New York City is five mm-hmm. times bigger than the second biggest city in the U.S. in a smaller area. There's 15 million people in a few square miles, right? In Texas, I think there's, what, 20 million people? You know how big Texas is. It takes like 18 hours. Across. It takes 18 right. hours. Across. There's 20 million people. Right, right, right. In Texas, there's 15 million people in New York in, in a few square miles. They're living on top of each other. So the, yeah. the question you have to beg is, yeah. well, why is it that our, our leadership in, in government is saying you cannot go to church or we're going to like the, <clears throat> the mayor of New York said with a smile, you know, we're going to have to shut down, you know, cathedrals and synagogues for 18 months. Right. Why is it that they're so eager to shut down our ability to go to church, but they won't shut down the subway? If if this virus, if they truly believe that the virus is apocalyptic, why wouldn't you shut down the subway? And so I think their actions don't back up what they really believe. And and so that's my mm-hmm. that's as far as into conspiracy theory territory. I'll go. Well, I'll say, wait a second. If you don't, if you <laughs> okay. actually believe this then you would shut down the subway, but no, you're out there shutting down parks, right. you know, and, and beaches and you know what I'm saying? Right. The, right, the right, right. most disgusting, dirty, dirtiest, most, you know, human filled environment that you can be in is okay. With recycled right. air. And recycled, right. And then they yeah, wonder, just, they it's... wonder why New York had 10,000 people die. Right. I mean, it's a different kind of environment. Um, they literally are sardines and, you know, you know, it might be, I mean, since it is a religious podcast, right? You just might have a little a bit of Babylon is falling. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you, and kind of leads me to my next question. Did you see the, the letter that yes, the church I released did. today? Um, I think it's interesting. There's was one part. Uh, it says the Lord has prepared his church. And I'm quoting it. It says inspired direction over many years has prepared the Lord's church and its members both temporally and spiritually, for changing and challenging times. Um, in addition to the long-time council members to have food storage in their homes, point to us, Progmos, like we've been talking about food storage all the time. They're like, well, the prophets don't talk about food storage anymore. Here's an example of them talking about food storage again. Church members are focusing are focused on observing a Sabbath day, ministering to others, and strengthening Melchizedek priesthood quorums and relief societies. Another thing they go on to talk about is being good citizens. So, <clears throat> and part of us being good citizens is closing down churches right. and they're complying with that. So do you, do you expect any, any let up of that? When do you do? I am thinking, my guess is that by end of June, we'll be having church meetings again. Will we be having young men's young women's camps, treks? And the, I know they canceled the uh, FSYs until next year, but do you, I, I'm guessing by the end of June we'll have. Well, okay, again. just to think? take a really quick tangent. All right, you, you brought up being good citizens. I think a lot of people they kind of threw this in my face a month ago when I was doubting about, you know, the not the the virus. I believe that the virus real is real. I believe it's nasty, right? It sucks to get 
right? It sucks to have that cough for six weeks. Okay. Mm -hmm. It sucks to be in the hospital. It sucks to not be able to breathe. It is a very real virus. Okay. Um, but as far as like the devastation, we're not seeing the devastation or the devastating numbers of people dying that the people were saying, they were saying millions of people would die. The, so they were saying, mm -hmm. I remember what, two right. million, two million so a lot people of people were saying, die. wait, yeah. are you saying that the prophet is wrong? And I'm like, I said, no, I don't think the prophet is wrong. I think the prophet is, is, um, being a good citizen. And he said that in conference, he said, we are being good citizens. They didn't really go into a lot about how, you know, I, I think there were some people on social media uh, in, in Pragma circles, you know, they were upset that he didn't talk more about or the, the brethren didn't talk more about the devastation of the virus, you know, itself. Or how the virus like, affects oh, homosexuals. Not that virus. That, that's a different <laughs> virus. <laughs> oh, different one. <laughs> so in the end. No, but they're bigger right, victims. Right. Dustin. No, I mean, <laughs> us losing our jobs, or you know, my, my kids not being able to eat. I mean, they're not high on the food chain of, of the victimology. What? But in the end, they'd say, "Well, you not believe the prophet." I said, "Wait, I, I think that the prophet is is reacting to the um, the economic condition, not the economic, the the global um, political conditions around. We don't know what these countries are going to do as far as shutting down." their country, their borders, whatnot. So he had to bring missionaries home. The state of Utah, the day that the state of Utah issued an order, the first order that they issued was no groups more than uh, 100 can meet together. And I tweeted, right, That's I tweeted that day, Utah, I said, yeah. I said, it isn't it ironic that Utah was the first place to cancel re religion, right? I tweeted that that day, I said, yeah. Utah canceled religion today, okay? And... And so what did the church do? That's it was after then that they canceled meetings all across the world because they're like, what's the point? Right. I mean. Yeah, here here it says the church teaches that its members should sustain right. and uphold the laws where they reside. These governments enact such laws as in their own judgments are best calculated mm -hmm. to secure the public interest. We acknowledge that in exceptional circumstances, all individual rights may be reasonably restricted for a time to protect the safety of the, right. of the general public. And then further down, along with our commitment to be good global citizens, we respectfully assert that reasonable accommodations be extended to all, pe to pe to all people of faith as they strive to participate in rights that are right. foundational to their so faith. So I, I think in the end, like I said, I think that the numbers and, and the, and the storyline is kind of coming back into, all right, I, I'm a jerk about it, but I've been telling everyone I'm right about this. So, I mean, I don't know how, any other way to say this, but I I've really feel very vindicated about the way things have gone about. Vindication, vindication yeah, doesn't help me. Vindication doesn't help me get a job. <laughs> it doesn't help me, you know, recover the money that I lost. <laughs> Or you and you and the twenty two right, exactly. other people who so, lost their jobs. So yeah, I I've, I've got a reason to be yeah. upset, but in the end, I'll I'll take the vindication and and we'll go forward. As far as getting back to church, um, it really, I don't know if the church is going to wait for the entire country to open up because I think different states are going to do different things. Um, it's going to be a case, it, <laughs> yeah, different case states mean different basis. things, right? Yeah, it's a case so, by case basis. In the end, <laughs> I, I don't know if they're going to wait until like New York opens up before everyone can go to church, or if they're going to allow. That would be the right. worst. If they wait for New York, that would just yeah, be I, terrible. It, but 
I, I don't have a really good feeling about what they're going to do in, in that regard. So, for example, today I got the email stating that all activities for the summer were going to be canceled. That included, like, my kids. I have two boys. Yes. For your state? I've had for two your kids. State, right? They were going okay. to go to Nauvoo this summer. That was going to be their activity. That's been canceled. Um, Boy Scout, boys camp and girls camp were all canceled. Um so everything that everything's been canceled and that's the other thing that kind of has bothered me a little bit about this virus everyone says well the peak i saw two days ago um utah the experts in utah quote unquote said that the peak was going to hit in in may or june and this was going to be and that's mm -hmm. why we had to go another 30 days or they, they keep on extending it out well they said the peak was going to be two weeks ago they said the peak was going to be four weeks ago nobody knows when the peak is because they don't know when it started right but in, in the end, I, I mean, mm -hmm. I said to my buddy, I said, listen, why do they call it cold and flu season? I mean, nobody wants to call it the flu, right? But you get upper respiratory infections during the, the winter when it's cold. Why are we canceling stuff in the summer, right? I mean, uh, today I saw a report. Yeah. So you think, okay, so the saying goes, never never attribute to malice what can right. be easily explained by incompetence right. or, stu or by stupidity. So do you think it's malice or do you think it's incompetence? Uh, well, I think the people that are following it are stupid. I think the ones I, – like I said, in, in, in the end, I think the people that are making the decisions know that they made a bad decision, but they have no way of going back. So is it, is, I don't Saving think four weeks ago was malice. Yeah. But I think now it's like it's CYA. Uh, so I don't know if is that malice or no? Maybe, no, yeah. I I mean, it's up to you whether you consider that malpractice. But yeah, I'm seeing where I'm at. I think people are complying less and less because there is no clear, there is no clear answer, and that that confusion or that lack of of clarity causes people to just be like, well, I'm going to make the decision for myself. And so you have some people kind of going out into public and. And doing what they want, and some people are still hunkered down and, and wrapping themselves in trash right. bags to go to the store. I had an experience today, and I uh, it was really funny. I went actually, I went out to lunch with a friend of mine. We went to go get burgers at one of our favorite places, and right across the street, you're kind of like kitty corner in this shopping center to where this burger place is, and it's takeout. So you go inside, you order the burgers, and you go out, and, and you could eat it on the patio, or they have this these um these benches, right? But, but no right. tables and chairs. They had to sit on these benches that, so we, and so we sat, you know, social distance appropriate apart from mm -hmm. each other. We weren't wearing masks or anything, but then across from this, this burger place is this uh, salon and the salon has paper in the windows. Cause usually they're all open up. So you can see outside into the, you know, the parking lot and stuff. Well, this had Brown paper covering all the windows, except for like the top, like foot of the window. And we could see lights on inside the salon. Well, after a little while, after a couple minutes, we're sitting there waiting for our food, and this this guy walks over and he kind of knocks on the door of the salon. We kind of think nothing nothing of it, and then the the he knocks again and the door kind of cracks open. You can see someone look outside, and the guy steps inside the salon. You think, oh, maybe they're working on it, whatever. Well, then he comes out 15 minutes later and his hair is <laughs> cut, right? <laughs> and so then you know, and so then another another guy comes in, and then another girl, and then 15 minutes later, the guy comes out again, the other guy that came in. And his hair's cut. So basically what they've got is like a speakeasy salon, like haircutting place going. Because if you're looking for a haircut, you know, and you have clients at these salons, these haircutters have these clients, 
you want a haircut? Well, they're they're figured out how to do a speakeasy. You know, they're hey, give us a call. We'll we'll pretend we're closed. You come over and get your haircut. I think people are gonna start doing a lot more of that because there is no clarity. There is no oh yes, this is a bad thing or oh no, we are coming out of this. They're just saying well, we have to get on with life yeah. somehow. We have to do something. And so I think you're going to see a lot more. I wouldn't say civil disobedience, but just yeah, civil ambivalence. Yeah. Well, hey, here's hoping. Here's hoping. So uh, there, you have to be brave in a way because, yeah. you know, a lot of these businesses, it, it's a lot easier for the government to uh, find a business than it is to, you know, to go after a person. You can slap a business with a thousand dollar fine right. or whatever. Who knows what the fine would be. But I think mm-hmm. that's going to keep businesses from opening. The other thing that, you know, I heard today, an interesting argument is businesses, even after they're told to, to open right if they're not given a, a green bill of health from the government you know they may be afraid to open because then they're opening themselves up to liability if somebody gets sick you know right yeah, exactly and then, and then lawsuits you know, so happen and that's yeah. that's a really tough position to be in you know there's there's no winning because you know whether it's covid or whether it's the flu right people get sick just by being around people but we need we're a social species we mm-hmm. we have spirits you know and and we came here for a reason, and that was socialized. We we didn't come on Earth to be alone, right? Man, man wasn't created to be alone, and that didn't. Just, we're not just talking about, right. you know, our our wives, our families, our children. We're talking about, you know, we we've been commanded to go out throughout the world, proclaim the gospel. We we're a social species, and and to lock ourselves in in our houses for the rest of our lives, is not uh, what God intended. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, but bowling alleys have always been <laughs> disgusting. Like sticking sticking your hands into those random holes on a ball. Like, come on, that's and like renting shoes that like aren't your feet. That's gross, right? Come on, like that's that's a change. Uh, I, I I'm okay really with. gross, so uh, you haven't even you haven't even touched the spectrum <laughs> of where I start getting grossed out. <laughs> okay, well, well we'll we'll end it there. We'll end it there on that. Um. So I think we'll skip ahead to the – there's been on Twitter, there's been some craziness lately. I would call it some drama. And I don't want to be specific because really who has the time or the who wants to right. give the effort to talk about it, right? But I think a lot of the source of drama – and I want to kind of just kind of talk about this as more of general Desnat philosophy, right? is I think Desnats more or less are misunderstood. What we're doing, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago with uh, right. that one thread by Journeyman about what Desnat is, what it isn't, mm-hmm. and what people expect of it. And I think first and foremost, you, you talked about it earlier tonight, was right. Twitter is not real. Um, the people are real behind Twitter and I get that, like, you know, the relationships that I've had or built with you guys in the last, oh shoot, it's probably been almost two and a half, almost three years with some of these guys are real. Those things are real, but the, the stuff that happens on Twitter is, is not real. And so there are certain people who, who don't understand that when something happens on Twitter, when drama happens or when... Uh, a disagreement happens. It literally just happens on an app or on a website mm-hmm. that you can close and walk away from. And 
it's interesting to me to to hear people take it so seriously, especially when most of us don't. And that's where we get hung up on. They're like, hey, JP, you you stand for something. You should stand for what I think you should stand for. Or you should say what I think you should say. Or you've said things I disagree with. So, so therefore, you have to say this instead. I think that's where a lot of us get hung up on is we have this own idea of what Desnet is in our minds or what our Twitter experience is in our minds. And when someone messes that up or when someone kind of, you know, when we see something different than we want to see, we kind of, something fizzles in our brain and we get upset. And so I think a lot of times when things are meant to be, like when I, when I was trying to help someone out the other day and they took it completely wrong, it wasn't necessarily their fault. And I don't think it was necessarily my fault. It was a misunderstanding that happened and it got spun way out of control. That's the way social media, especially Twitter works. And I think, man, I just wish people understood the perspective that we don't take it seriously. We tell jokes. That's how we deal with all this, especially since lots of, a lot of us have been locked away in our houses for a long time for the last three or four weeks, or, you know, we've been under incredible stress. And so we come to Twitter to kind of right. relax a little bit and joke around. And so I think it's it's going to be it's it's always going to be present. This drama is always going to be present. when You have people who take it more seriously than others do. And I don't know, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out is how to strike that balance where people can say, OK, this is. You know, this is a meme. And, and how dare you share this meme? It's like, what are you talking about? It's a meme by its very nature. It's humorous. You know, and we've talked about Golden Boy's article about argue, debate, right? They want to have a, an honest debate or they want to have a well, right. if you have a debate, you've already lost, right? I don't know. I, I think in the future, as we try to navigate what, what is and isn't truth, as we navigate what people expect of us and what they expect of themselves, we have to keep in mind that it's Twitter's not real life, that we're going to say funny things and it's going to come across as mean or bullying sometimes. But it's all for, you know, it's all because it's what we want to do. It's it's for, I would say, a good cause, but also it's because that's what we do. We, we have a good time. We have fun with each other. And, well, I, I, I got know. a couple what's, of comments. What's your take One on is, that? Um, you know, people are complex. And I think that, for example, on Twitter, it, it's interesting that the people that get, you know, higher, um, you know, views or, or, or uh, they, what do you call it? More interaction. Yeah, what, the people more that get higher interaction more exposure. are are those that kind of have one focus, right? Oh, it's all church, or it's all basketball, or it's all political, or it's all this or all that, right? And I think that you know people are complex, and and so they they see that, for example, we we post about you know some spiritual things, right? And they expect you to be that all the time, right? And that's just not what a, what a human mm -hmm. is. I, I kind of take pride in being able to talk about different things or, or, you know, um, engage in, in, you know, uh, uh, educated conversation about multiple topics. Right. Um, I, I'm not just, Oh, mm -hmm. you know, Desnap posting all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and I don't think that's what any of us are, right. you know, honestly, um, and so when, when people see, oh, wait, wait a second, you've got a political view that I disagree with. How can you be Desnat? Or you've got, you know, you've got this, um, 
or you posted this meme. How could you do that when you post church things? I think some people aren't able to separate the message from the person. Okay, that's one thing. I think the other thing is that um, we we simply uh, like like you said, Twitter isn't to be edified. And I saw somebody earlier today say, "Oh, I came to Twitter to be edified." Like, what? Really? I mean, if you want to be edified, you read your scriptures. Like, you know, uh, if you want to be edified, right. go, no, go exactly. listen to conference talk, right? Um, what we would encourage you, right? You come and see our messages. We would encourage you to go and read the scriptures, right? If you want to be edified, you're not you're not coming to no, us exactly. to be edified, right? Mm -hmm. We're not your prophet. We're not your, you know what I'm saying? Um, that that has nothing to do with it. Now they say, well, you know, you're you're messing, you know, you're, you're messengers of of or you represent you know the church in a way because people see your messages i think um that may may have some validity in in some way um but at the same time you know it, it comes back to the separate the message from the person and and people are complex right yeah and i think politics in particular politics in particular like like jay Ruben clark like he I don't want to throw him under the bus. I don't want to make any assumptions, but more or less, I think he's tweet, and I think he's tweeting this out. He sincerely right. would repeal the 19th Amendment right. if he could. He would vote to do that. Can he be a good member of the church and still want, and still want to repeal the 19th Amendment? Okay, I think yes, absolutely. You know, does that mean that he's that the brethren agree with him on, the, on that political right. comment? I right. don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> you know, but can he still be okay. a faithful member of the church and still believe that? And I think, yes. And I think that's what a lot of people have a hard time kind of wrapping their heads around. They're like, well, just because they don't agree with it doesn't mean that it's a wrong All right, now, belief. Now right? let's do the flip side. This, this is where you get in, into a kind of an interesting discussion. You say, okay, flip side, can can Calvin J. Burke <clears throat> um, vote for, for uh, Joe Biden, right, and be a good member of the church? Exactly. Okay, we don't. Yes. Exactly. And, uh, and we don't. Yes, that's not what we're I, going after him for, right? We we don't go after the Pragmos because of their political beliefs mm -hmm. or because they posted something, you know. Okay, yes, we can go after them for posting something stupid, but we don't say that they're bad members of the church for the stupid things that they post. We say that they're quote unquote bad members of the church right. because they're leading people to believe things that are contrary to the church, right? So people are people are misconstruing the difference between, you know, behaviors and, and, you know, doctrinal teachings, people are actually, you know, attracted to us because we'll defend or, or will align with the teachings of the church, you know, regardless of what we do behaviorally. Right. Whereas the progress are actually, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. where the <laughs> yeah. are, are like, okay, yeah, yeah. These are the things that I disagree with with the church, you know, but let's be nice to everybody and give everybody a hug. All right. So people can't say, oh, well, they have wonderful behavior. You know, they're, they're really nice people, you know, even though they kind of stab you in the back. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, nice. Nice right. is different than good. And I've said that a lot because a lot of people equate, you know, well, if they were if they were good people, right. they'd be nice. It's like, man, that is not how it works. I, I honestly believe that Captain Moroni was not a nice person. I think he was a good person, and I think he was kind. You know you what? Know, I do uh, not BCC think he was a nice person. They, they don't like Captain Moroni either. 
yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I got this. Into, I got into this with with Kwaku a while ago. He was kind of giving me a hard time for letting people, you know, what he called alt right white supremacists, you know, okay, use the hashtag. And I honestly believe that not a white supremacist uses the hashtag. Like we've we've destroyed every white supremacist that you know that did right. because well, it goes against prophetic teachings, right? But I said to him, listen. I would take a Nazi or a communist as an ally as long as they're defending the church. Right. You know, in, in that context, right? Like, because there are literal communists in other parts of the, in other parts of the world that are members of the church. There are right. communists in Bolivia who are members of the church. And they would defend the church even though they have communistic beliefs. And I'm okay with that. Do I, do I agree with them politically? Heck no. I'd be glad to have them to sit next to me in church and sing hymns, right? I mean, and that's what the disconnect is, is they they see everything through this political lens and they can't they can't wrap their heads around that. Well, yeah, like I I can be friends, and I know this is really big, dangerous words that you know people don't like to hear, but I would be friends with a Nazi yeah, as long they, as they love the church. The only thing that you know, and and that's horrendous to people to, to even think about. But if they can sub, if they can put their their political right. beliefs backseat to their religious beliefs. I think that would, you know, that that's the real tell there because then I think those right. religious beliefs I, yeah, I would temper that. the it, political ones. You, I think we've done a lot, or or you've you've told me in the past that, you know, Desnet was to help focus focus people on on the target, right? So we bring a lot of people with a lot of mm-hmm. different political beliefs. You and I don't see to eye to eye, eye to eye politically, right? I know this. Um, and, and a lot of people, Correct. you know, we don't mm-hmm. all see eye to eye politically. There's for, for various reasons or whatnot. But what mm-hmm. we've all done is we've kind of uh, shifted the focus from politics to, to the church or, or the gospel, right? Not even the church, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and what's, what that does is it helps us to maybe if there are things in our views politically or in our lives spiritually or or whatever that we need to change what it's actually done is it's actually helped us improve as people okay whether it be you know by by inches or miles the the whole point is shifting your focus helps you to improve as a person right um and what what i believe that a lot Mm -hmm. of these progmos do is they're actually trying to shift focus away from jesus christ and that's where we have a problem right right and not yeah and not even progmos. I think it's okay. I think exactly. It's, I think it's the drama we've experienced lately. It's it. It's people trying to shift the focus off of what it really is to well, something that, else. That's that's fine, and I understand that maybe they're not progmos, you know, but they get upset when you say you're using the same argument a progma would, or you're using a progma argument, and you're they're like, well, I'm not a progma. Yeah. Well, you're you're basically parroting the same kind of thing that they would say. You know what I'm saying. Right, mm-hmm. and so you're you're using their the tactics, off yeah. Of, and, and so I guess, you know, just as a as a check on ourselves, um, you know, is is there a point in which they say, well, you're not policing bad behavior, so so you're allowing you're allowing JRC with his Nineteenth Amendment stuff? Let's just because you, you brought up the example. Okay, so you brought, yeah, cause, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. it. He can take it. He, he can take he's the a heat. great guy. So you, you say with his example, is he taking the focus off of Jesus Christ? Is he moving people off of Jesus Christ by posting that or by making people upset? 
Mm, no, if he's if he's speaking in political theory that he believes in, and not saying that the, the entire church should, or, or finding a doctrinal reason to to vote that way. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the it's kind of like the it's kind of like the people who always say, well, you know. The law of consecration is just like communism, right? You know, it's like, right? Well, so yeah, no, he's not saying not, in, right? in, in no way he's not saying. Well, you know, the patriarchal order of the church is just like right. Saying so he's not 19. saying, he's oh, not this saying is doctrine of the church, or this is something that you know I can prove it to scripture. Okay, because this is something that people do. Oh, I can prove right. here in Isaiah that uh, that you know the eunuchs were were the nineteenth amendment. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not, doing that. he's not doing that. He's saying yeah. he's speaking yeah, yeah, from his own yeah, opinion, yeah. his own political opinion or, or professional opinion where he comes from. His worldview is, you know mm-hmm. what, um, you know, the, the Constitution, there's a reason why they had landowner, landowners vote. And the reason why, is because, you know, I, I actually right. agree with him in in some respects. Um, I won't say it uh, as he does, because he's trying to, you know, he's doing it with a laugh uh, attached to it right <laughs> he's trying to get the the lols right um, yeah exactly yeah, so Twitter's he's got a point life, but so yeah, yeah. in no way shape or form are we saying you know what this is this is endorsed by the church or this is endorsed by you know some obscure scripture that i found in micah you know what i'm saying um in, in no way shape or form do we want to uh, mix you know political or or whatever beliefs i it could be the same thing i see people say well you know, uh, the, the BYU Cougars are, are the Lord's school. And, and, you know, if they lose, it's because, you know, they're not allowing, they're, they're on a, <laughs> so, so let's, let's bring it back. Right. Let's bring it back. So, so it's like to Desnat, right? Like, so, so when we say things or we do things that they don't like, they 100% will say, well, this is not what the church would do. But when they, we say or do things they would like, they go, oh yeah, this is definitely what the church would do. So, they're trying to have it both well, ways, it, yeah. and it just doesn't work that way. We're still, and so the drama that we have is people not understanding that you know what mm-hmm. we are just a bunch of people having a bunch of laughs on the internet who also happen to believe the church is true unequivocally, right? So they can't they can't separate the two. They have to associate right. both of them because right. they're lazy. Yeah, we have to be one dimensional to some they, extent. They hate the one dimension. They said, "Oh, because I had a guy say to me, Correct. oh." You're, you're so one-dimensional. Why do you post about the same Desnet stuff all the time? Somebody said that to me last week. And I actually, well, actually, I post about a lot of different things, but okay. Let, let's say that. But then you'd also get mad if if I do vary it up, right? It, so it, it comes back to the old meme. Mm-hmm. If you can't accept me at my best, then you don't deserve – if you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best, right? People can't accept us – if people can't accept us mm-hmm. as people in the different varying interests that we have to bring to the table – or our different talents or different, you know, views that we have to bring to the table, then, you know, they want to take the best from us. They want to steal our ideas that are good and kind of reshape it into their own. And, you know, that's where you get a lot of spinoffs and you say, well, you know, Desnat's bad, but I'm going to come up with a new hashtag, right? Okay. That, that's, so we're going to take your good <laughs> gonna, thing. Yeah, we're exactly. going to take your good yeah, ideas, yeah. but you guys are bad people. Okay. And then we're, we're going to reshape it into a good right. idea you take your good idea with good people so what they're doing is they're judging you the way that they didn't want to be judged to be honest that's really what it is i don't like you as a person mm-hmm. you know yeah. It, it's, yeah. 
and we're and we're going to change it to make this exception for the gospel. Like we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make this exception for our group right. From well, the and, and that so that's the thing. I mean, do, right? they're literally. If, for example, let's another guy who takes heat, Golden Boy. Let's talk about Golden Boy real quick. So Golden Boy, um, if he were to say, "I want to exclude," you know, and and name by name a name these people from, from my group or these people from the church, you know, and, and a bunch of people end up leaving the church because of golden boy, right? Those same people that want to form off their mm -hmm. different group and say, you know what? Everyone is good except for golden boy. Golden boy is going to hell, right? They're basically doing the same thing that they're accusing golden boy of doing. Right. But they can't even see past the end of their nose. Right. right? Well, how, how dare he offend, you know, how dare he offend me? Right. But I'm going to go around. I'm going to turn around and exclude him because, you know, clearly he's even though he's a member of the church, he's bad. Right. He, you know, he's bad. He's a bad guy. That's fine. I right. mean, um, you know, to, to each their own. And I think that's kind of why we are the way we are is, you know, take us as we are. And you don't have you don't have to accept us. You don't have to like. Yeah. And every time they have this this little kind of a group that breaks off or people that that kind of freak out and and they're like i disavow the, the hashtag everyone's just like oh they're done now they're over it's all over and we just become stronger you know we just become it just we're weeding out the weak is is what i see it as people who can't handle it and i think people still admire most of us for our consistency right, yeah, on they, you know they, the gospel they without come exception. back to oftentimes it's they grew up right and and, and you know I'd like to think that, you know, yeah. 10 years ago, I, you know, have grown up and, and I think a lot of things through that I didn't maybe think before, you know, and I'm able to articulate them better or I'm able to let things slide that I didn't let slide before, you know, because a lot of times we just take ourselves way too serious, <laughs> you know, and and, and they, they, we want yes. to call everything a Christ-like quality, right? Well, um you know, taking taking everything at offense, um, I don't think is a is a Christ-like quality. Okay, but you know, um, there's I don't know how to say this. So, what what would he let slide? And and so, uh, you know, people want to use the the example of script of the scripture. Well, you know, he he let the the woman who got called in for adultery he he let her slide, right? And, and the argument's always like, he didn't mm -hmm. let her slide, right? He just didn't, he called her out. He told her to repent. Don't he called her out. Anymore. And that's it. But people can't take, you know, the, the simpleness of, yeah, he didn't let it slide, but he didn't like beat it into the ground, like for the next three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Um, it wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. so people say, well, you're being a hypocrite. You're, you know you let things slide or you don't let things slide. And yeah, sometimes things will come on the timeline and you can't ignore it. And you reply when you shouldn't reply. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know. So sometimes you're <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to be the though. bigger man. And That's I'm, I'm going to let them have the last word. I think that kind of happens a lot is, you know, no, I got to have the last word. And, and sometimes you just got to say, you know, they had the last word, let them, let them be. And then you forget about it. Right. And, and um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you can point mm -hmm. to anybody and call him a hypocrite. I think that's something interesting that I learned from a. a an... we're, we're, I mean, and, and to some extent, we're all hypocrites. If we weren't, 
like right. we wouldn't need Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't need it. We wouldn't need the atonement. We wouldn't need repentance. Right. Well, that, like we're I said, all trying I, to do I was our about best. To say, I learned that from an institute teacher. Yeah. He said, "You you got to be really really careful when you call somebody a hypocrite, right? Because what you're saying is, you know, you're basically saying no, you know, you're not a hypocrite, right? Or you know, there's a difference between um, the the world's definition of hypocrite is you you do something different from what you say and that's like literally everybody is a hypocrite that's not the definition of hypocrite the definition of hypocrite is right. you are something different right than what you say not that you do something different but you are something yeah. different and, and that's a really big difference if you think about it um you know i may do something i may slip up and i may make the mistake but it, it's not who i am and you know we can make this a big thing about identity or whatnot but you know my identity isn't my mistakes you know so it is what it is and, and i think we've talked about it yeah. enough <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely so so moving forward i i just i i said this before forgiveness is a huge part of does not you know we we offend each other frequently but we don't take it personally does that make sense like we yeah <laughs> we, we say stupid things to each other all the time i mean even even like among what what Haas would call the Council of Seven or whatever, like there's a bunch of us that we talk and I think we say dumb stuff or we disagree politically or on some social issues, but we don't care. Yeah, we, we understand that that's not the know, important we, issues and we get over it. We, and that's we know that we disagree that's the hard because that, we have they, talked. About they don't it. understand and you know, we're two men that are able to talk about things without exactly. Enough. Yeah, yeah, you haven't knifed me, and we like each other anyway, right? <laughs> And that's most of us. That's that's most of us. I think that use the hashtag, you know, as intended. Right. We right. We and get that there's differences. So and I, we I don't care. Just to, to be clear, we I love Golden Boy them. and I love uh, JRC. Uh, thanks for letting us use you as examples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but EDP can pounce in. <laughs> Stupid libertarian. I'm just uh, kidding. He, he never me. gets bad. My libertarian. I'm getting in anyway. trouble. But. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so what about some of the um, stories so, on the website you want to talk about? I know, I know. We've gone, we went, we've gone long already. <laughs> we we saw we, we were talking before, you know, for our listeners, we were talking before we recorded about. Yeah, we'll cut back a little bit. But man, I've been giving you guys all a bunch of free content we the last few we weeks. Keep talking. Um. So seriously. So, uh, well, what's a couple of stories? Know, thing, uh, I'd we'll go into just like to mention that this week was our year anniversary of TNCOMSJavelin.com. Uh, we started on April 12th, 2019. So, we've been going at this for a year and five days. Nice. And uh, hopefully, this will be uh, an even greater year. Um, uh, so, the, I mean, before I get into the to the story of the week, I mean, are there any highlights from the last year that you've thought about? Um, me becoming the most read story is probably the highlight of my life. Um, <laughs> the fact that I wrote I wrote something down that people actually read. Um, no, I think honestly and truly, I I think it's a it's a really cool worthwhile project that I didn't think a year ago that. Not that it wouldn't be successful that I would be a part of or that um, that I'd be so invested in. And I don't write frequently. I'm, I don't think of myself as a great writer. 
I'm much better either speaking like this or in the short form on Twitter. And I, I know some would debate that probably, but um, I just think it's, it's amazing when I see the people come across that are publishing on the website, um, the variety that we've had, but they've all been unified in their voice in support of, well, one, Tiancom's Javelin, and two, the church. You know, I think there's a vision that they're catching on, and I wish, you know, as as in this next year, that more people, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're reading Tiancom's Javelin, share those stories on, on Twitter, share them on Facebook, share them in your church Facebook groups, share them in your uh, with your ministering families, there's going to be nothing there that I don't think there's nothing there that you find that's, that's going to go against the teaching of the church. It is not an official, you know, web church website, but there's some great stuff on there. Some great insight um, from some people that you wouldn't maybe expect. And that's what I think has been just kind of cool. Just being part of it. And especially when we started this podcast, I um, was very wary of, of putting my voice out there and, and talking about what we do. Because, you know, the first seed, if you study it too much, you kind of kill it, right? It doesn't, if you, <laughs> if you look at it too hard. And so, but I think it's, it's been a great experience for yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's and, been a great yeah, honor. I'm looking forward to my uh, year, an honor for me to, you know, be able to, to, to read. Uh, I've read every single one of the pieces, obviously, because I, I edit them before um, they go up. Um, I've spent a lot of time on, on the website. So it's, you know, it's kind of my baby. Um, I love it. And I've never, um, but yeah, you don't have to go into too much detail, but what, what, but tell me about the origin of, of, of TJ for a second of Tiancom's Javelin. Like what was it, what was it born out of and why, what was the original vision you yeah, had for it? When well, you, you thought, you so know, I'm going to start a blog. I think I told you this. I, I didn't want to start a blog. I think, you know, every, uh, Latter-day Saint, uh, uh, has got their own little blog spot and, I, I remember I told you, I said, uh, well, my mm -hmm. wife, for, for one, she was getting after me for years and years. Dustin, you always have opinions or you always are talking or you're always this. And, you you know, I think she just wanted me to quit talking her air off. And so she's just like, hey, you know, you need to start a blog. I think people <laughs> listen to you. I'm like, well, not really. I, I do a lot of talking to myself. But uh, what I told you, I said, I think uh, one night, I think it was like, three in the morning i i was just like up all night and i i dm'd you i'm like you'll probably see this in the morning you'll think i'm crazy but anyway i said oh, I, I need to do something i need to be a creator and and i need to start this website i said and i don't want this to be i think uh he's gonna hear this but i i said i i said i don't want this to be a map blog <laughs> so um meaning I don't want this to be just like any other blog where it's <laughs> it's only my voice and it's only, you know, I'm going to post once every month or once every, you know, whenever it like a, the journal that you never get back to. Uh, it's kind of turned to, into that for me because I used to write a lot right. more than I did myself, but I've got so many other people that are submitting and writing now that, it you know, I can write whenever I want. But, you know, I said, I, I want this to be something that is open for everybody and you know an opportunity to create not a blog but a site a platform and and that's what it's become as a platform i know that um you know obviously your your story has been read by more than um seven thousand people um and and i don't know if you would have been able to do that on you know if you just posted you know your little you know blog spot you know what i'm saying 
right? Um, yeah, you have no or, idea how much that freaks but, me out, by the way. Uh, Danny, he, he's written several pieces. He's got his own blog. Um, we actually link it. And but he's, you know, he's commented that because of Tiankum's javelin, he's able to write things and more people are actually able to see it because, you know, that that's what I told you. I said, eventually, I don't think we're there yet, mm -hmm. of course. I said, eventually, I want us to be seen as, you know, right there with BCC, you know, where, you know. Well, like, why that BCC is a dumpster you know, fire. they're, they're quote unquote competitor or we're going to, you know, <laughs> just, take down. I, I, I think I told you in my words, I said, we're going to take down BCC. There's got to be another, right. There's got to be another, there's got to yeah, be another we're, site, we're but BCC, people are able yeah. to come onto the site and, and, you know, be able to reach an audience is, is really great. So like, yeah, Danny did um, a blog. We had three blogs that were written, um, about the BYU protest that did really, really well, all of them in the multiple thousands of reads. Um, uh, I wrote one about the Maxwell Institute, which still gets read <laughs> uh, quite frequently. I see that getting clicked on by the academics every time they um, want to uh, stab themselves and cut themselves about my PhD. They're like, you can't have a PhD, I know. Um, and then he wrote about us. He wrote <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, it's, it's a Danny, Twitter PhD. Danny's right? written a bunch about. Um, uh, he he wrote a really great one about um, advocacy and, and ministry. I think it was the first one where I put the rainbow flag uh, on the site. And every time he writes, I make mm -hmm. sure to put a rainbow flag yeah, yeah. somewhere. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think it was. That's where they put the. Yep. Remember the sisters, sisters in Zion expose was on there too. And that was, I think that, yep, was that was a huge part in what, what, uh, took them down. I wouldn't say take them down, but like they were, they were, yep, uninvited that was a, that was a major thing. So, um, anymore. And, and we played a big part in that. Um, so, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of people have, uh, and then yeah. we get a satire every, uh, every week from, um, Ward Preacher. He, his is, uh, one of his satires is actually one of the top 10 most read, um, on the site. Um, it, it, it's titled BYU official returns to bring honored clarity, fine student wor worshiping a rainbow calf. <laughs> so uh, uh, that, that whole time when, when the BYU <laughs> thing was going down, um, we obviously were setting records and, and it's been a really great year, but um, it, I think just in the last two months we've had, I think the first year we started off with um, like 20 contributors over the first year and now we've got an additional 20 more that have contributed, even if it's only one time. Um, just a lot of people just realize that if they want to get their, you know, their own little thoughts out, that they can come and, and reach out to me and, and be officially published. So that's kind of my vision. And I think um, bigger things are ahead. Yeah. So so uh, before we get to the questions. What what do you think? What are some goals? Well, I wanted to. For, I wanted to. Um, I think I stated this uh, at the beginning of the year. I wanted to have. Oh, merch. Uh, want to start I'm a merch store? Right? I think that All came right. up. Uh, I think we'll somebody was asking about that this week. Um, I'm actually working on that. So... I have a couple ideas I want to run by you later. Not we'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay, we're we're I working on that. Maybe you could. Um, I think would do really well. I, I had put up like a forum um, that didn't do really well. Uh, we don't need it. 
Um, obviously, we're posting the podcast. So we've actually a- achieved a few goals already this year. One is that we've uh, surpassed our traffic for all of last year already. Um, we've started the podcast. I'd like to um, mm-hmm. see an increase in traffic. Hopefully, um, more people will start reading once uh, we get back to work. Because and, and <laughs> when we work, yeah. Right. Yep. So and more, pe- and people, more people go back to work, the they'll start too, uh, remembering us. It, it'll be nice. Uh, but I, uh, those are basically my big things. But yeah, if we can get a store up, yeah. we'll get a store up and, and make sure that people are wearing <clears> that sweet Brigham tie that I post every other week. <laughs> that would be awesome. So I let's get one. to uh, the questions. Every, every tie check. Okay. Well, we're going to go through quickly. We'll see how these how these sit with you. But okay, number one from Laura the cellist. Uh, um, what are you spending your Trump bucks on? New microphone. Yeah, that's what I that's what I got today. I'm if you hear me any more oh, clearly, really? it's the new mic. Uh, I spent a whole twenty nine ninety nine. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm saving my Trump bucks until big uh, spender. I big can count spender. On, a, uh, on a paycheck, but. We'll see. What is sucker? Mm. I have yet to get mine. <laughs> yeah, no, serious. And, and that's that's not me bragging about how rich I am. That's uh, I think I think I'm a, I'm I'm I, I'm okay with this because like I'm gonna take it the paper check and I'm gonna deposit it. But yeah. like I can deposit it through those apps. You know, you can do a bank app where you deposit your check, and then I'm gonna frame it because Trump is Trump's name is gonna be on it. I'm just gonna be like, man, this is. This is going to be propaganda say, on my wall. Your MAGA hat? I'll put it next to my MAGA hat. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've got a picture of your MAGA Trump hat. Trump signed my that. check, suckers. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you too. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to save most of it. You know, get, I'm out of, I don't really have a whole lot of debt right now, but um, I think if people are using it either to not sustain life or to get out of debt, I saw someone said, "Yeah, they're, they're you know, if if Trump bucks have hit, they they could tell because of all the Vizio boxes in people's carts." Yeah, I yeah, thought, you I mean, it's Vizio's uh, owned by a Chinese. Well, company. Let, just just a real side <laughs> note, um, so real quickly, the you know the the thing that I listened to um, Saints two last week, something one of the things that stuck out to me was mm-hmm. Brigham Young really really pushed the Saints to buy local. And he got really upset. He's when when they were yeah. supporting outside merchants. He's like, we came to the desert, you know, came to desert. We came to Salt Lake Valley. We need to support ourselves so we don't have to rely on other people. Uh, that was a really big thing for him. Um, so yeah, obviously that's mm-hmm. that's a no no. But um, you know, obviously the the other thing is you know getting prepared. We we're really actually trying to get out of debt ourselves and and to be a lot more prepared for, you know, the next one, because mm-hmm. there always is a next one. Right. So, um, more food, more supplies. Right. Yeah. Always just more preparation. Okay. Let's do. Mm-mm-mm. I think we just kind of talk about that from, at Day Pioneer, what should we learn and apply as a people in general from this pandemic response? And I think what we could learn first off 
is like you just said, be prepared, but also to trust our leaders. How many people are actually doing the things, you know, the programs correctly, the, the come follow me at home. How many people have knew or, or working out the youth program, you know, setting goals and doing it on your own, because guess what? Your kids are doing, you know, if they're in the youth program, they're doing those all on their own now. And in some places, like you said, this, the summer youth camps or uh, camps are canceled. So maybe you come up with your own camp. Maybe you have to plan that out, but that's the program's all there. I, I think the thing that I'm learning how to be a little more self-sufficient. Is, um, I the, hope the message that president Nelson, he gave uh, last, last week in the ensign where he said, faith over fear. And I think that a lot of people need, need to take that lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need, I think a lot of people need to take that lesson and, and um, put their faith over their fears. Good answer. I love it. Um, okay. This is from hey, Zach. Zachary Thornton at Coronado Zach. Oh, my the gosh. three top tweeting you skills think? you should have is a Desnat Pro. <laughs> One, I think you need to um, be consistent in your message, right? Not everybody can, not everybody can be a big brain. If you know what I mean, like not everybody can John C. Bennett, you know, Demi Lich post and have deep thoughts. Not everybody can post uh, skater girls like Golden Boy. Not everybody can post hot dogs like Lucas, you know, but find <laughs> but find what's good for you. You know, that's number one, like find what your niche is and what you're good at. Like, I love posting the Brigham quotes almost every day when I find them. I study a lot. I, when I do my personal study, I cross reference mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, uh, scripture citation index. And a lot of those usually go through Brigham Young talks. I'm a big fan of Brigham Young, obviously. And just, yeah, the Brigham Young quotes have always worked for me because I just feel a connection there. That would be one, one skill. Be consistent, find a niche, and be consistent in it. And that kind of goes back to our earlier discussion is in that people think that it does not should be one thing. I said, no, we all have different – there's all different departments of Desnet. There's all different ways you can Desnet. But the correct way is the way that is uh, unapologetically – a member of the church and and pro church. I mean that's that's all there is to it. And so that would be my you know that would be my top one. Um probably the second top tweeting skill is uh learn to reply well and when not to reply. I have a hard time a little bit with this because I do I do have fun with the drama. Um but if you can learn how to really get to people and talk to people in your replies you're going to build a community faster. You're going to build followers faster and people are going to appreciate you more. They're going to have that connection on Twitter, which is what some people are coming to Twitter for is a little bit of connection, you know, a little bit of they're looking for someone that agrees with them or, or feels the same way they do. And then probably the third thing is just dank memes. Be funny, like be entertaining. Don't take yourself overly seriously because it is Twitter. And if you are, you should just log off until you can feel better because Taking it too seriously and getting upset about Twitter, and I've done this a couple of times. You get a little upset, you know, get a little riled up, but it's just it's a waste of energy. And so, don't take it too seriously, because if you do, you're just not going to have a good time, and you're going to be just dragged into these arguments, dragged into these. So, these um, spats, for me, fun. the number one um, most important tool is to use the hashtag Desnat. Not ev- not everyone is actually using it. Oh, but how come I didn't think of that quote, one? Quote, Desnet. 
it, this Desnat poster, but when was he the last? When was the last time he actually used Desnat? Yeah, that... um, so yes. Uh, so yeah. uh, second one yeah, yet no, is I, I uh, learn how to meme. That, I, um, I learned how to meme about a year and a half ago. I never made my own memes, and that's probably why I lost the great meme war of 2016 because I didn't know how to meme. I was basic. I was basic. I was the left, but I was on the right. <laughs> <laughs> we, Dust, Dust, and I were on, I, we're I on lost different sides of more. And then uh, <laughs> uh, third is, you know, just to have fun, not take yourself too seriously. That's what I would say. Yeah, I. That's that's. I think that's nine tenths of the problems on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they they people just take themselves too dang Next seriously. Question. You see, you see. Mm. Mm. Oh, this was kind of dox us. No, thank you. I'm already doxed. My name's Dustin. Mm -mm. Yeah, you said you okay. Where do you guys actually I'm live? I'm Austin. guessing Sacramento area and Houston area. I'm in Austin. And you said you're in you're in where? <laughs> yeah, I'm way north of Sacramento, so good luck finding me. I'm I'm in state of Jefferson. I know, right? Yeah, fifty first state. It'll never happen, but it's a nice dream. Oh, Jay Beardy, of course you would ask this one. Uh, at LDS Beard, how's the mustache competition going? I guess I should announce it really quickly. So, so Desnet, we're doing a, a mustache competition, a mustache growing competition, and it ends July 20th. And there are three categories. There's traditional, there's mustache with beard, and there's freestyle. And I'm giving out three Bowie knives. So the winner of each category, you'll enter in, in a category, and the winner of each category will get a Bowie knife from me. And uh, I just think it's it's fun. So as as we as we get a little more organized on the competition, um, I think it'd be fun to just start posting pictures of how our progress is. I'm I'm figuring out the judging. I'm figuring out how that's going to work because some people want to remain some remain yeah. anonymous. But at the same time, I want to display all these. Well, okay. So right? October was the first time I ever so are you, are you grown out my facial hair in my life, um, and it came a lot better than I thought. But mm -hmm. um, I shaved, I think, uh, the first time I had to give to, I shaved the first week that we did Sacrament at home. I said, I'm going to shave. So I shaved and my wife said she hated it and wanted me to grow it back. And I tried growing it back. And after a week, she said, nope, I'm used to you being shaved. So she made me shave it last week. So I'm not participating as long as I want to <laughs> continue, you know. With my wife, womp, womp. I've got to. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know. Come on, we talked about this already. You're the patriarch. Yeah, in the there's, house. there's things that my Tell wife, wife you're my wife has. You're that, gonna you know, grow I can't get on my own. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, to do. Who's your favorite Desnet account? Best account for content. This is from Meadow. Well, yeah, we know him as MTN. We know him as Thugloaf. Norte Main. Um, so I was thinking about this. My favorite, maybe plus thousand account, thousand followers, 
uh, I think would be I, I have to say Adam Everts because J.A. Everts I don't know did I dox him no everyone knows he, he's Adam anyway so he uh, he's basically the first account that I followed that made me <laughs> say okay Desnet's cool um, he, he posts more um, gay stuff now I mean therapy stuff now but uh, he posts good stuff um, I guess smaller account, <laughs> maybe less than 500 followers, I'd say, um, probably my brother. I'll, I'll throw my brother a bone. Yep. Yeah. He, he's been suspended. Nepotism. Like times, so he needs some help. Nepotism. Go follow uh, Fair Dinkum. What is it? Fair Dinkum Saint. You guys are ridiculous. Which is, uh, yeah, Paradigm Saint. So that's my brother. He actually yeah, is yeah, really, really funny, Saint, and yeah. I respect his his vigor and humor. <laughs> he was vigorous. Humor. vigorous. Whatever that means. <laughs> he was very vigorous, father. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, are man. your favorites? Yeah, I you know I I've Chris Harden is one of my favorite. Um, he is he is a guy who is I, I'm pretty sure, and I I mean this yeah. no in no like insult. I think he's a bit of a hypochondriac, but he the content he produces is awesome. Like he had the whole thing about Yerba Mate. I'm at a, a thread, so and I loved it. It was he would great. Tell me, um, so I really I'm anti Mate. It looks like grass. Why would you do you what? Grass? I know it's all right. It it it, it kind of is grass, but you know it's good. It's good stuff. And then, oh, he's probably yeah, he's one of my favorite. And then I'm going to do shout out to Zhang or Jang or however you pronounce it. Thank you, Zhang. I think we were corrected once. Oh, on by how the you way, Zhang uh, I've scored. I'm PhD. up to forty four percent in the polling. Yeah, which is semi miraculous. Everyone vote for me so I can beat Zhang. If you don't know what he's yeah, talking about, uh, I think it was Lucas posted a uh, a poll of a Desnat bracket, and I'm up against I'm up against Chris Hardman. And well, I, I really thought there was no way no, when I started no, out behind ten percent like, no to ninety, but I'm up to forty four. I appreciate all the support. Every one of you voters are in my heart forever. <laughs> and <laughs> By the time yeah, this, and everyone this who podcast voted for Zang is, is literally over, voting right? for the crowd. Like the voting will be so. over. <laughs> Get it in now. Well, I think that's probably the last question we got. Uh, I've got um, one. Do you? Uh, let's go into tweets of the week, or do you want to skip that? You've got one. I like you said. I've had a hard time figuring out a tweet of the week this week. It's it's been a busy week for me, and then just the drama stuff that happened before that I just so annoyed with. Uh, I got um, a couple. Let's go with this one. I gotta one give out, a shout out. Got one. It's been a couple weeks since we've shouted it. out the true Aggie. Uh, atheist. Well, the thing is, I, I... That guy is like a favorite of yours. It's That's not Yeah, fair. I need to... I need an excuse that, to... No, it's uh, more nepotism, like Aggie nepotism? Or on, the, uh, on the podcast. Have you heard me do that? Yeah, yeah, I insert the moo there. Um, 
So yeah, yeah his his yeah. tweet was atheists hate on religion, not reali- realizing they belong to one, and he's got a little Jesus fish that says science in it. So that's very good. Um, but actually, that that was second place. First place <laughs> for me was uh, from at Niaz Diad. It's the new Haas account, and uh, he wrote. The new incarnation. He, mm-hmm. He's, he's re- resurrected. We the new incarnation. believe in the literal, literal resurrection. TJ. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of Haas. says here, 600 <laughs> died at Hans Mill. Antimo denialists will attempt to dispute the, this number, Desmond. <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many people died at Hans Mill? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 600 you know definitely en- enough enough to out to Haas and his podcast <laughs> 600 <laughs> right. right right anyone else is a, is a denialist right uh, a Hansville denier that. <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy that oh man you were worried the conspiracy what's that at the beginning of the podcast oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well I, I've I've heard your rants before, and I get it. Like I'm sitting here looking as we're looking for tweets of the week, and uh, one of the things here on the sidebar is trending in California. COVID nineteen is a lie. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh man, excellent. You know, Thirty three. Well, know, it's speaking of Chris tweets. Hartman, he was. So. Uh, he, you said he was a hypochondriac. He was, you know, he. Yeah, he's kind of. A little... I didn't say he was. Come on, that's into my defense. I think. He's always worried yeah, about health. And what did he's he like, say to me like, a couple of weeks ago? He was the go-to like, guy on COVID information Dustin, before. Dustin, you were right. <laughs> I don't remember what he said to you. I will not I will not stop until <laughs> everyone tells me that I was right. Dustin did nothing wrong. Anyway. <laughs> vindicated. Well, I, you know, we'll have to see. Well, we have to be vindicated. Okay, let's go. So, okay, okay. I found, I found one that I like. Okay, so this is from from uh, Neil M, and he's a prolific Desnat poster on Twitter, and his at is at he's got he's got a bot at I always tell him he's got to change his at. It's at Neil N E I L one oh seven nine oh four six five, and at the time, what was going around was oh yeah was yeah that picture of this is when I was in the church versus when I was out of the church right those those pictures, and the people who left the church were just terrible, and his here's his. Here it is. Exmo. I am so much happier since I left that evil cult. Here are pictures of before and after. Yes, I look unhealthy and unhappy now. I'm always talking about how depressed I am. I brag about my substance abuse, but I am totally happy. <laughs> Members, you don't look happy. Exmo. Bullies? <laughs> you know, you bully? So, man, I'd forgotten that thread all about was, that. Was it feels like it was 10 years ago. Yeah, Neil we just summed it up pretty well. We should be, we should be fighting more Exmos. Seriously. Yep, we'll have we'll have plenty to talk about, and I could barely wait for this week, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I already good. can't wait to talk to you next week. All right, all right. Until then, nothing, Brigham Young did nothing wrong. Truth is truth. Some things are simply true.
not your favorite social media news feed, not Google, and certainly not those who are disaffected from the church. opinions of men. If men are really humble, they will realize that they discover but do not create truth. Many now claim that truth is relative and that there is no such thing as divine law or a divine plan. Such a claim is simply not true. Some things are simply 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 true. There is a difference between right and wrong. Truth is based upon the laws God has established for the dependability, protection, and nurturing of His children. Eternal laws operate in and affect each of our lives, whether we believe them or not. Some things are simply true. 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 We are commanded to teach truth. In doing so, sometimes we are accused of being uncaring as we teach the Father's requirements for exaltation in the celestial kingdom. But wouldn't it be far more uncaring for us not to tell the truth, not to teach what God has revealed? It's precisely because we do care deeply about all of God's children that we proclaim His truth. Some things are simply true. 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 Exaltation is not easy. The requirements include a focused and persistent effort to keep God's laws and rigorously repenting when we don't. But the reward for doing so is far greater than anything we can imagine because it brings us joy here and happiness hereafter. Some things are simply true. 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 Some things are simply true.